Uh, welcome, Tyson Columbus, Dara Volge, whether you're joining us in person um, or online this morning. Um, my first task this morning is to introduce someone to us. Dave, would you like to um, come up just for a few moments? Um, I've already given your name away, so um, who, who are you? Dave. Dave. Well, see, somebody was listening. At least one person has been listening. <laughs> Extra prize. You can get a suite at the end. So, yep. so my, uh, my name's Dave Thomas. Um, I'm from East Belfast. I um, go to a church called St. John's Orangefield in East Belfast. So why are you here? Uh, I'm here because I'm training for the Church of Ireland ministry at the moment. I'm doing a part-time course uh, at the um, Church of Ireland College in Dublin. Uh, and I'm in my second year at the moment. And each year we do a placement with a church for 10 weeks. Um, and so um, James has very kindly agreed that I can come and do my placement with you. Um, here for, for the next 10 weeks. Super. So what's your passion for ministry? You're, you're planning going into ministry, but in one mm. sense, you're already in ministry. Um, so if you want to share a little bit of that, um, and then what's your passion? What, what, what gets you out of bed? What made you go into this? What made me go into this? Um, I suppose um, from, I, I grew up in, in a Christian family. Um, I grew up, my parents um, were, uh, took me to church from when I was first born. Um, and um, I, I always believed in God. I always um, had an experience at church of being in God's presence, and I, and I loved that experience. And I suppose in my teenage years, I kind of drifted away a little bit, um, but I felt like that God um, kept pursuing me and, and that God always um, kept, stayed faithful to me even when I wasn't necessarily faithful to God. Um, and so around the age of 17, I really recommitted my life to, to follow God. And um, I, I just, um, her, I, I love um, worship. I love um, uh, what Jesus has done for us um, and, and the grace of God. And, and I want to share that with other people. And I want to see other people come into a relationship with God. And so I think that, that's what really gives me a passion for ministry, uh, for being involved in, in the work of the church. Um, I work for Christian Aid as well. Um, and so Christian Aid is an organization that works with um, some of the poorest people in the world. Um, and I see that as a, a real passion that I have as well to see the church um, impact their communities, both in terms of sharing the love of God, but also impacting uh, their communities in terms of tackling some of these issues like poverty um, and the brokenness that we see in the world around us um, by, by sharing that love of God uh, and that passion uh, with others. So that, that's what gets me up. Super. And East Belfast, born and bred, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or maybe not. Uh, but we'll hear more of Dave's story over the next number of weeks. Uh, before I hand over to Dave to lead us through the first part of our service, let's pray together. Father God, we thank you that we can join together today in freedom, um, that we can join to worship you. Lift our hearts and our minds. Set aside time um, to be together. Um, set aside time to focus on you and to hear from you. So may we have ears that are attentive and hearts that are open today as we come before you. In your name, amen. 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 As we continue in the Psalms, we want to hear uh, Psalm 124 read for us. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive when their anger flared against us. The flood would have... Us. The torrent would have swept over us, the raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord, who has not let us be torn by their teeth. 
We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we, ha and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Um, so thank you to Jessica uh, for leading us in that reading today. We continue um, this journey um, through the Psalms of Ascent. Remember we've been saying that these are the journey of the people of Israel um, as they go on a pilgrimage every single year to the temple, uh, paying homage to their faith and to their belief. Uh, a journey that Jesus uh, would have taken um, on a regular basis every year with his family and with his friends. Uh, on this journey was the place that they passed faith on to the generation that was growing up beside them as they sang these songs. These are songs that abide in them. And we ask that question, what abides in us? That this creator God of Genesis 1 who spoke light into being is the same God who desires to guard our steps on our journey today. Throughout these uh, Psalms, there's an, a, a concept of lifting up our eyes. And so we pose the question, what captures our gaze? Is it something that is spontaneous or is it intentional? Is it, what, what is it that makes us stop and hold our breath or to take our breath? What gives us those moments of wonder in our lives? Uh, the psalmist encouraged us to lift up our eyes to the hills, to allow our gaze to be captured, not by what sits on the hills, the false gods, but by the creator of heaven and of earth. We've seen that his presence becomes our desire. And then whenever we gather together, in person or online, whenever we gather together to worship, to collectively set aside a space and a time where we have intentionally Focusing on God together as a gathered people, that something changes. It whets our appetite. It's not the end product. It's what whets our appetite. It gives us a desire for more. And last week um, was harvest, and Mrs. Johnson was describing to us and encouraging us in lots of different ways that the Lord is with us as we go through these things. And she encouraged us from Psalm 77. But the other thing that we've seen over the last number of weeks is that even though the Psalms of Ascent in Psalm 120 starts quite melancholy or downcast, actually things begin to look up as the Psalms progress. They look up because the Psalmist is lifting his gaze from the temporal, from the here and the now, to the Lord. And so we do that in this moment, and we take a moment just to pray before we look at Psalm 124. Father God, as we open this particular psalm today, as we study it, as we think about it, as we walk through it, we pray that your Spirit would lead us. We pray that your Spirit would speak, whisper softly, shout loudly. May it be your word and not my words that penetrates our hearts today. In your name, amen. <coughs> Just Psalm 124. Um, often we look to God in times of trouble. That's a very natural thing to do. But sometimes we beat ourselves up and we feel guilty about that, actually. Uh, we feel guilty because we suddenly, uh, that life and the devil has whispered in our ears and it's, well, you only actually talk to God whenever you think you need him. Uh, not all of the time. What kind of relationship is that? And so we begin to feel guilty about the relationship that we have with God. But yet whenever trouble strikes, whenever there's a hardship in our lives, whenever there's a moment that we're finding difficult, the most natural thing in the world as a believer is actually to speak to the Lord is to pray. But this psalm draws, in a sense, us out of that mindset. 
because it helps us to recall God's past faithfulness into our present situation. So today, this psalm shows us that God's past faithfulness is what we can remember. Those moments where we've known Him close to us, those moments where we've known His hand upon us, we can call those moments into our present situation, and we can stand in them as a promise and a truth of faithfulness that the Lord is present and the Lord can and will be with us. And so we don't just wait to pray whenever we think we need to pray. We can pray now with hearts of thankfulness for what He has done in the past. See, first one says, if the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say. In other words, what the psalmist is saying is, God's been on our side in the past. And if that's not true, then we can't make any of the declarations that we make. And so what Israel has to say has no meaning if there is no truth in the statement that the Lord is on their side. Everything else the psalmist is saying in this psalm stands or falls around that truth. And in verse 2, he says, If the Lord had not been on our side when men attacked us. See, he repeats that same phrase, if the Lord had not been on our side. I wonder why he repeats that. Well, maybe it's because he knows that we need to hear it again. Maybe it's because the Lord knows that whenever we hear that phrase, if the Lord had not been on our side, that sometimes inside we're saying, ah, that's easier said than done. That's okay for somebody else. But I have never quite experienced that the way they have. It's okay for you, James. You were a dog caller. You do ministry. It's okay for Dave. He's training to be a minister. That's a part of what it is that you do. You talk about God. You, you explain God to other people. And that is true. Often my role could be one that could be used to defend God, but actually the God that we worship needs no defense from me. He is all-powerful, He is almighty, and He can do it on His own. My role, your role, our role, is to witness, is to bear testimony, is to share our story. Our role is to ensure that our wee light doesn't get snuffed out. And we know that if we lit a candle in our dark room, the darkness begins to disappear. And we know that if one candle is lit in a dark room, there's a small amount of light. But if we all held a candle and lit it, we know that the light grows. That's why in Northern Ireland we have lights in our house and then we have the big light, don't we? You're not really from Northern Ireland if you don't have a big light in your living room, I'm sure you're not. Whenever you need to see something properly, turn the big light on. 
And the big light's always got stronger bulbs in it than all the other wee lights that are in the same room. Isn't that right? Because the big light's used to show everything that's in the room so you can see what it is that you're doing. My role, your role, our role, is to bring all our little lights together so it's one big light. And that one big light calls God's past faithfulness into our present situation and shines for the world to see. Because the tasks, the events that are outlined in this psalm, in verses 3 to 5, just, just listen to them again. When their anger flared against us, they would have swallowed us alive. The flood would have engulfed us and the torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Those things that they're describing would flatten even the strongest of believers. Yes, they are recalling that moment, more than likely recalling that moment where Moses split the Red Sea. And he created a path. The Lord told him to stick his staff as the Egyptians were chasing him and the Red Sea was too wide to get across. They put his staff in the ground and that was sorted out to trust the Lord in that moment. And Moses did that. And what happened? The sea parts open, the Israelites go through, and once they're through, those raging waters that are held back tumble over on top of the Egyptians. Listen to these verses again in that context. When their anger flared against us, they would have swallowed us alive. The flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. But what does that mean for us today? We don't often find ourselves being chased by Egyptians in chariots standing at the edge of a river that is so wide that we cannot cross it. But we do find ourselves sitting in our living room waiting for a phone call from a doctor. We do find ourselves receiving a phone call about a loved one having received a diagnosis or a tragic event happening. We can find ourselves one day in a place of job security and the next day in a place where job is no longer there. The list of those circumstances could go on. And they are like raging waters that can swallow us up. But the Lord is on our side. That does not mean that suddenly we're all okay. That does not suddenly mean that everything else is going to suddenly disappear. That does not suddenly mean that I am right and the rest of the world is wrong. Because that's often how that phrase is used, isn't it? God's on my side. So I must be right. What the psalmist is calling here is that past faithfulness of a God who has walked with them and upheld them into his present situation and saying that God has been for me in the past. God has been with me. I know his faithfulness. And so I stand on that as these waters are about to engulf me. That's why in verses 6 and 8 he proclaims the faithfulness of an eternally sovereign God. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth We've escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and of earth. 
Those are reminiscent of actually the, the words of the Apostle Paul um, in Philippians. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 10. Listen to this. Apostle Paul says, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concerns for me. Indeed, you have been concerned, but have had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, because I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Apostle Paul phrasing it in a slightly different way, but he is calling the faithfulness of God into his present circumstances. And just like a couple of weeks ago, when we looked at Psalm 123, verse 1, what does it say? I lift up my eyes to you, to you who is enthroned in heaven. We look up. Because being a follower of Jesus is not about cutting our heads at a world that is destined for hell. Rather, it shows a world that is destined for hell that there is another way. As we come to celebrate the life, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ today, as we remember His sacrifice, we remember the way that He has created for us. And that's what we bear witness to. That is what our light is about. We carry hope and life. We share our story. We bear our testimony to what the Lord has done in this way. In this way, we impact the world around us. Because the psalmist finished this psalm by saying, Our Lord is in the, verse 8, Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and of earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who is the maker of heaven and of earth. This psalm has opened the door. In one sense, opened the door to some of the big questions that we have around faith and life and whether we're believers or not, whether we want to be on a journey with God. How can we find help in the Lord? How can we know the Lord is on our side? How can we find truth in this psalm, warts and all? How can we trust in a God who is able? We trust the promise that the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And so your light, no matter how fragile you feel your light is at the moment, is a light worth fighting for. What are you speaking over your life today? Because words are important. We know that little phrase, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names can never harm me. But we also know that that is such an untruth, don't we? Because <coughs> words are so, so powerful. And so this concept of calling God's past faithfulness into our present situation such a powerful thing to do. It's speaking words of life and of hope over the situation that you find yourself in. 
So what past situation, what past moment of faithfulness of the Lord, whether you've experienced that personally or whether in this moment you're standing on a, a story, an account, an event that's contained in the Scriptures, what past event and faithfulness of the Lord are you calling into your present situation that your light might shine? Your role, my role, our role is to witness, to bear testimony, and to share our story with the world around us. Amen. The Lord is indeed with us. Um, he is present with us. We seek Him. We have been seeking Him over the last number of moments as we gathered together intentionally. But we go out continuing to seek Him. That He will be the bread for our lives this week. The sustenance that we need. Standing on the truth and on the promise that we find in Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his powers at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit rest upon each one of us this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen.